Welcome everyone to Retina Synthesis. I'm happy to have with us today, Dr. Michael Singer, who is a clinical professor of ophthalmology at the University of Texas in San Antonio, a well-known retina specialist and clinical investigator. Michael, welcome back to Retina Synthesis. Carmen, thanks for having me. I truly enjoy your podcast and listen myself every week to it. Great. So uh, at the subspecialty day, you presented some very interesting new clinical results on treatment of br branch and central retinal vein occlusion using uh, the Kodiak Sciences drug KSI-301, which has a new name. It does. It's called Tarcosumab, and it's, a, it's a very exciting to have the opportunity to present that data, and I believe that you know this new type of compound hopefully will have not only increased efficacy, but increased duration. What's unique about the compound? So the compound is something called an antibody biopolymer conjugate. It is a combination of an antibody, which is an anti-VEGF antibody, this biopolymer, which is optically clear and high molecular weight polymer, and it's bound together in such a way that you're able to get increased blockage of all forms of VEGFA as well as potentially a longer duration of action, which has been seen in a number of clinical trials. So tell us about the design of this trial. So the design, one, I think I'm gonna give you a little more backstory because one of the problems we have in retinal vein occlusion trials is that real life is messy. You know, anti-VEGF therapies for RVOs are based on monthly dosing. And the problem is in real life, 72% of patients don't get monthly dosing. So if they don't get monthly dosing, they don't typically get the results that you would expect um, with the clinical trial. So there's obviously disappointment. So the KSI-301 wanted to see, could they go a little bit longer than the typical medicine given on label? So what they did was they compared themselves to aflibercept and they did two basic portions of the study. They gave aflibercept every month and they gave KSI-301 with two loading doses, which was called the match phase, and then every other month in the maintenance phase. The primary endpoint was basically the change in BCVA at week 24, and they were trying to get inferiority, non-inferiority non in branch vein occlusions, as well as both all RVO patients, which is both branch and central retinal vein occlusions. And then over time, this, there'll be more individualized dosing as the study continues forward. So essentially used half the dosage that you would with a flibercept. Absolutely. Um, so what did we find at 24 weeks? Well, it was interesting. And we, you know, interesting to understand we've, it showed that the drug worked really well. You had a high number of people, 95% of people made it all the way through, through six months considering COVID was around and they were pretty well balanced in terms of the different groups. And in terms of the primary endpoint, when you look at patients with branch vein occlusions, patients, both patients in the aflibercept and the tarcosumab arm were able to get good visual improvement as early as a week. And at 24 weeks, it was non-inferior, was essentially 14.2 in the carcosumab versus 15.6 in the aflibercept. And it was able to dry the OCT relatively similarly to aflibercept, which essentially you had about 253 microns in the tarcosumab versus 269 in the um, aflibercept. So again, it dries it and did very well in BRVO. When you looked at all RVO patients, you had similar results. You still had non-inferiority. You were able to get 
you know, great improvements in vision as early as a week, and with comparable visual improvements, 13 letters versus 15 letters versus a flibercept, and then OCT drying was 278 versus 315. So essentially pretty close to um, similar results in both arms. But what's really important is what happens when you look at a head-to-head? -head? So when you look at a head-to-head, -head, it's pretty much in the BRVO patients, you were able to get improvements in vision that essentially were the same. Um, you know, it's 74.3 versus 74.1 in terms of improvement in letters from essentially 63. And then you were able to dry the OCT very well. They were comparable, you know, within 10 microns of each other. But what we wanted to know is what happens when you went to maintenance. And in maintenance phase, all that improvement in vision that you saw in the first two months were able to be maintained in the BRVO patients, as well as the OCT drying effect. And then we looked at the whole group and the same thing was shown that it was pretty comparable to a flibercept in terms of visual acuity improvements and OCT drying in the match phase. And it held its own in the maintenance phase as well. And remember the maintenance phase had half as many doses, but still kept the vision and still kept the OCT drying. How was the maintenance phase designed? It was designed that essentially patients got treatment every eight weeks. There was no, I mean, there were no other options. It didn't have a disease activity assessment. So everybody was kept all the way through. So in a way, um, you were, this basically showed what it's like to really treat patients every eight weeks. So we not, were able to show that, you know, potentially, yes, you might have had even better weeks if you had like some of the newer studies that had ways to drop down, but we wanted to see the real potential of this medicine and looking at all comers. So uh, what, if any, were the differences between branch vein occlusion and central vein occlusion? Well, the story is, is that it's very hard to tell the central vein occlusion people they, because there weren't enough, it wasn't powered enough to do this because you had 75% of people with branch vein occlusion. There may be a little bit of better effect in branch vein occlusion, but we didn't measure central retinal vein occlusion individually to, to compare it. So we just measured it as a total RVO group. Um, so is the study finished? Uh, did it finish the maintenance phase yet? They finished the maintenance phase. And what they're going to do is they're going to switch over to a, you know, they're going to switch over to a PTI interval. So essentially they're going to have more individualized dosing in both arms, in both the aflibercept arm and the tarcosumab arm. And then what happens is at 12 months, they're going to go for tarcosumab with individualized dosing. So, I mean, it's really nice because one of the things, you know, when we think of patients that we treat with retinal vein occlusions, one of the issues is that, you know, we want monthly injections, right? But we don't always get monthly injections. And in real world evidence, if we decrease our injection frequency from six injections to four injections over a six month period, we actually reduce the potential that we can gain. In our BRVO patients, we basically reduce the visual acuity potential by 39% and CRVO is 63%. What's nice is that essentially this medication was able to get these great results with essentially 3.9 injections over six months in the, the carcosumab arm versus 5.8 injections in the aflibercept arms. So we're able to get similar visual acuity results by literally doubling the interval between doses. So again, what's really nice is that in real life, you only get 4.6 injections per year in, our, in BRVO and CRVO. We can give you less injections and give you better results with the vision um, being maintained to monthly therapy. Was this a phase two trial? 
It um, no, actually, it's a phase three trial. It, it's part of their Kodiak is going to um, submit their data based on the other trials that they're working on. They have a trial for DME, for NPDR, and they have a monthly injection study as well for AMD. So, uh, any thought of doing a central vein occlusion study by itself? I don't think they're looking to do it prior to approval, but I'm, you know, I'm just speculating. I think it might be something to look at after approval, but I think this is part of their whole platform to work together. So again, um, you know, it really shows that it has great value because this study was totally designed with the BRVO as the primary leader and the CRVO came along. So I, I think over time that may be something I'll consider, but I think right now, since they've got Numerous other ongoing trials, like I said, wet AMD, DME, and NPDR. I think they're going to finish this research first, and then do their submission. And I think they're obviously at that point they'll look at other potential indications if they want to divide it out. But again, that's my speculation. I don't mean to speak. So, so do you think it'll be labeled for vein occlusion broadly? Yep, I do. I think it'll be labeled for vein occlusion broadly. So this is exciting. Um, is it the first trial that? demonstrated long-term interval yes. therapy for uh, vein occlusion? It is. It's the first one that shows long-term visual th therapy. I mean, again, if we look at the labels of the current anti-VEGFs, they're monthly. Nobody has an every other month label and no one has a loading dose in every other month, which is important because again, as I mentioned earlier, monthly is great, but real life is messy and you're not going to be able to do very well if you don't treat people as often as they need to be treated. And our dear friend, Tom Chula has written a lot about that um, in terms of different diseases. So this, you know, obviously this is the phase that we're going through in medicines, right? We're looking at medicines that longer duration of action, things like ferisumab and high dose ILEA, you know, are trying to do that in AMD and DME. And obviously this is the first program that they're working for RVO. But I think this is really positive because in we need more options because number one, our life's going to get much more busy given the fact that we have a potential of having injections for dry macular degeneration, as well as the fact that we want patients to feel a little bit, you know, we obviously have issues with compliance in all our patients, especially over time and having drugs with longer duration of action, we're able to maintain the visual gains that we see early on. No, thanks so much for this uh, interview. Uh, this is uh, a very, very exciting trial. And uh, we look forward to the next steps and bringing it to the market. So Michael, okay. thank you so much. Well, Carmen, thank you so much for having me. And again, I'm honored to be able to present this data on retina synthesis.